Welcome to Jedi Fun Time, Episode 11, the only Star Wars podcast that has a Kickstarter to build a new Death Star. I'm your <laughs> one of your hosts, John. Yeah, and this is uh, Jimmy. And uh, with us we have... Samantha. Samantha. She's uh, filling in for Brian today. He was not uh, able to join us. He's in New York uh, He's in business, New York, right? Brian Nintendo plushies. Yeah, I was kind of jealous by that. He was in Nintendo World. I didn't even know they actually had a, uh, He's a store. New- He's in New York for work. He's buying Nintendo plushies and drinking. <laughs> I need a new job. Yeah, exactly. Um, so here, here we are with episode 11, and we are going to talk about uh, Celebration 7. We're probably going to need two podcasts for this one, because this obviously a lot of stuff happened a couple weeks in Anaheim, California. We had a huge Star Wars convention. We managed to uh, find some people while we were on, on the road there. To uh, We interviewed you know live there at Celebration. And there was also, we came across a couple that had a vehicle there that we wanted to meet, and... Uh, funny story with this is that I was trying to find them and on social media and they just happened to pop up right like as I was trying to inquire looking for like who are the owners of this vehicle that we we're going to talk about and uh, it was really cool that we were able to get these people on the show um, their names is uh, Joshua and Becky Knuth and uh, they are based out of uh, Wisconsin uh, what part guys are you guys from Oshkosh. Oshkosh. Okay. I kept saying Madison, but I don't know how close well, I am that, with that. But Oshkosh makes a lot of sense. Hour and a half. Hour and a half. Okay. Hour and a half. See, Oshkosh makes a lot of sense because it's a big aerospace area because of the air shows and stuff. So this car fits in perfect. It sure does. Perfectly. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> Very cool. Um, so, yeah, I'm glad you guys were able to join us on the show. That yep. um, We wanted to uh, obviously talk about your vehicle, but before that we wanted to get your, uh, your insight on how your, your overall experience was at uh, Celebration. Well, uh, anyway. this was our first convention, and it was fantastic. It was way better than I was expecting. Okay, now you, we say, met when you, you cool. say first convention is the first Star Wars convention or first, like, con first ever? Convention first convention Yeah, first real really? con. Wow. I was at Gen Con years ago. Okay. Oh, wow. So you really had no idea what to expect when you showed up here, and you, there was probably about 100,000 people that I think that came to this convention over, was, the, over the over the four-day weekend. It was crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. Okay. So you figured go big the first time. <laughs> Go big or go home. Go big or go home. <laughs> Very cool. Now, you guys obviously decided to do the road trip. So how, how was that before you got to uh, Anaheim? It was a fun drive. Okay. How long did it take you to uh, drive there? Um, I think we took it was about three days total. Okay. Yeah. We stopped and visited some friends in Colorado and explored that area a little bit. But, uh, yeah, it was a pretty long haul. Okay, cool. So along the way, what was the reaction when people saw the car? I mean, we haven't said what it looks like yet, but mm-hmm. still. I mean, did, did a lot of people, like, realize what it was? A, a lot of people who, who knew who Boba Fett was or Star Wars were, you know, giving us thumbs up and waving. And a lot of people just gave us weird looks, like, what's, uh, what's going on with that thing? But, uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. We got some really good reactions. A couple of people we stopped, at, you know, we were stopped by Wayside taking some photos. And, you know, people would come up and start talking about Star Wars to us and things like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, once we got closer and we started running into other people going to convention, then it started getting really fun on the road. Yeah. They turn into, like, follow them. They obviously know where they're going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Awesome. Now, I saw a few of your pics that you were posting. Either they were on your way or just by afterwards you were just posting. But you had a few pretty cool backdrops. Like, you had some mountain scenes. Was it, like, uh, Grand Canyons or anything like that? Did you go there or – or was it just Colorado that you had a lot of like mountains? Colorado, going on? Utah, mostly. Oh, okay. Utah was fantastic. It's just gorgeous. So okay, very cool. Uh, oh. Well, for those, for those of you that haven't figured it out, yeah. I mean, the I vehicle you, is yeah. I want you to unveil it. So go ahead. Oh, okay, the vehicle is um, modified, let's say, to look like uh, Boba Fett's ship, uh, Slave One. Right. And uh, is that is that a vehicle wrap that you guys have on it, or is it paint? Um, it's a wrap. It's a vinyl wrap. Okay. Very cool. Now, whose idea was this? Like, you guys just sat down and said, hey, I'm going to decide to modify my car and go with this? Or do you guys have a company that you guys do you work for that you that made wraps? That, that how you got the idea to do it for your design? Or how did this all come about? Yeah, um, it was my idea. Okay. I do work at a graphics company, Craft Designs, and I've been there for 10 years. And my boss was just kind of saying, you should do something cool to your car since... I always do cool stuff to other people's cars. So I just decided on a Boba Fett car because that would be fun to drive. Well, it's definitely one of a kind, for sure. Uh, Real quick, what was the name of the company again? Because you broke up, and we'd like to actually have that on here. So if anyone, you know, wants to contact you. Uh, Fast Signs of Appleton. Oh, okay. Okay. Awesome. Um, 
So you guys, it is a, it is a car wrap company. Then that's you obviously had the materials and you just had to come up with the design yourself. Then. Yep. Okay. Awesome. How long did it take to uh, to do that? Um. Well, I designed it in my free time at home. Okay. So I spent a couple months just fiddling with it, but. And the install, I think, took about six and a half hours. Oh, okay. Yes. And this is a, a Hyundai Elantra? A Veloster. Veloster. It's okay. a very cool car in general, actually. I always thought they looked really, really slick, and this just really fits it perfect. I mean, you did an excellent job designing it. It fits perfect on it. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Thanks. Yeah, I actually picked the car based on the wrap I wanted to do. <laughs> now that's awesome. Yeah, that's dedication. <laughs> wow. Usually, yeah. <laughs> That, that's awesome. Now, um, how long have you been? How long do you have you had this? Have it on there for? How long has it been? Um, I bought the car last June, and we wrapped it in December. So okay. it's oh, only wow. been on a couple months. So it survived a uh, a, a harsh uh, Wisconsin winter so far, then, huh? Yeah, it did. And it still looks good. Very cool. Um, now, that's where all that weathering around the bottom there came from, right? That's salt <laughs> yeah. weather. Right. Right. <laughs> So how did you get, like, did you enter your car into the convention or were you approached by Hot Wheels saying, hey, you know, we heard about your car, we want you to exhibit on the show or were you just planning on driving it there there anyways? Well, we weren't planning on doing this at all, but um, someone saw our car online who was a member of Road Squadron, Car Fighters Coast to Coast, Sean Crosby, and he asked me if I wanted to join his group and display with them at the convention so at that point we decided to do this whole thing oh i see wow that's cool yeah just mainly from the youtube video that we put up of the install it just it went nuts and people saw it from there and it just kind of ballooned up how many hits did it get dean no oh i think the youtube one has i oh exactly five hundred thousand yeah i think around five hundred thousand wow still pretty good within a couple days yeah that's really good, yeah. No kidding. Wow. Yeah, it was crazy. Awesome. So basically, you, you had no plans going to Star Wars Celebration until you got approached by this guy to uh, ask you to ask you to bring your vehicle with you, huh? Right. So from January to April, we spent just finishing touches on the car and quickly making two Mandalorian costumes to wear there. Oh, and you made your costumes as well. Wow. I yes. Thought, I thought at least you had that going, so. Wow. No. No. <laughs> That had that had to have been some a lot of hours put in to make that for sure. It was yeah. a lot of hours. They, they look pretty good. That's why I was going to ask you if you guys were part of the uh, Mandalorian Mercs, the costuming club that's out there. Because... Not, not yet. Okay. Well, I'm pretty sure you don't have no problems getting in because they look pretty authentic um, from when I saw the pictures. Now, I didn't get to see you um, in person there. Maybe you were. Uh, there was some person in your car. Maybe it might have been Joshua at the time. But um, did you wear your costumes then uh, over the weekends or? Did you wear your costumes at all while you were at Celebration? Oh, yeah, we wore them the uh, first day and I think on Saturday for the most part. We yeah. On and off the other days, too. Okay. Um, so you were able to at least enjoy the show and you weren't have to stay by your vehicle the whole time then. Right. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. That's good. Well, it wasn't going to go anywhere anyways, but still, I wouldn't trust like, these kids climbing in and out of your car, you know. <laughs> they, yeah, it was, it was right. pretty well guarded with a lot of other people, so. Mm-hmm. Okay. For... There were a lot of stormtroopers nearby. Exactly. No one's going to pull anything. Now they want to get Boba Fett, man. Right. <laughs> but uh, speaking of Boba Fett, you actually had the real Boba Fett um, actor by the name of Jeremy Bullock. He uh, caught wind of uh, of this car design, and uh, he went to go see it for himself. Do you want to uh, talk about how that happened? And did you know who he was at all at first? Or when some uh, guy who's basically in the sixties now came over came over to your car and started talking to you, did he, did he introduce himself to you? Kind of give us a an idea of what happened with that. We were, we were getting the car set up, so we were, I think, both in the car fiddling with things, and I looked up and saw everybody else from the road squadron just sort of standing there with a funny look on their face, okay. and I looked over my shoulder and saw him standing there. I mean, I knew who, we knew who he was. Okay, that's good. I remember tapping Becky on the shoulder, like, look behind you kind of thing. Okay. And yeah, it was amazing. I wasn't expecting him to be there, much less come up to my car, uh-huh. and... I tried not to fangirl too hard at him. I think I succeeded, but <laughs> it was really awesome. That's the hardest part all the time. Mm-hmm. Right. You, you definitely you, you try not to, but when you when you actually see them in person, then, yeah, it's, it's, it's very tough. It's, so. it's hard not to, yeah, for yeah. sure. Especially so. when they sought you out. Right. Yeah. yeah, that was the coolest part because we weren't 
planning on getting any autographs or anything because it's a little weird to pay for something and then just, you know, it's not as cool as when he comes up to you and says, can I take a picture with your car? Right. And the hours of waiting online was not the most appealing thing. <laughs> yeah, true, true. <laughs> now, do you remember exactly what he said to you uh, when you when you when he first came up to? Because he's very. I, I met him a few times. He's really personable, and he loves his fans. And uh, he just, he must have been in awe when he saw this design because it's definitely one of a kind. I'm sure. That's, I'm sure he said it to you. You've never seen super it nice. Yeah. yeah, he was he was very nice. He just very kindly. He was just like. Do you mind if I take a picture with your car? Can I open the door to to pretend I'm going inside? I'm like, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, did he actually sign your headrest? Because there have been stories going around saying that he that he did. He autographed it. Yep, he did. He, he did. I did ask him if he would do that. Okay. He glad. Drivers. Did. What's what's driver that? headrest? Yep. Nice. Now, do you have it like plastic, like protected, so you, like your head doesn't like smear the signature over time or anything like that? Or yeah, I've already I've, I've switched the passenger and driver, and I'm ordering uh, a, ordering a new one already. But yeah. oh, okay, <laughs> nice. I'll, I'll keep it safe. Keep it safe on the wall over the photo of good, it of good. him signing it, and yeah, good idea on that one. Nice, so, very cool. Um, what I was gonna say, uh, how are your responses like in public when you're driving this thing around in uh, in Wisconsin? You got besides obviously your uh, Star Wars diehard fans know what it is, but do you see other people like looking at it, kind of figuring it out, like what it is? Like they they like they know what it is, but then they don't, and they're kind of you got like that weird uh, look on their faces, and you're just cracking up laughing. Like you can go ahead, and yeah. Say sometimes it. people they they can tell it's from something they don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. I think oddly enough, a lot of TP people just think we've got a really chipped up, banged up car, <laughs> and they don't understand. <laughs> Winter in Wisconsin is rough on cars. <laughs> A lot of times people just think it's a sort of a dinged-up car. It's mainly the Star Wars fans, the diehard Star Wars fans, or the FET fans who just go nuts for it. Oh, yeah. I I would have, you know, me personally, I, I'd spy that from, you had about, what, seven, eight cars that was on display there. Uh, that one just, bit, you know, popped in my eye. And then when I saw your uh, your license plate, it just it, it, it fit. So I was like, <laughs> perfect. So Yeah, I mean, it, you, hit, you didn't do a lot of fabrication, like lasers or rocket thrusters or anything, that kind of stuff. But it looks like it should. Like, you can tell what it is. It, it's very well done without going overboard with everything else. I mean, some of the other ones with all that stuff looks really cool, too. I mean, it's just for just being designed and wrapped. I mean, it really shows how well you guys designed it that it looks as good as it does just being a wrap. And it's nice that it's a wrap because, you know, it probably would have taken you forever to paint it that way. <laughs> and yeah, <me> probably. <laughs> How was your experience in your first con then when uh, you weren't to uh, maintain your car? Were you just, would you guys check out uh, on the uh, on the floor and stuff during the show? We did a lot of people watching, mainly just walking around, looking at all the, all the other costumes, looking the at the different part. booths. Right. Did you, um, just, did you check out the uh, Battlefront panel and all that was going on in the corner there? No, I, no. We, we tried to get near there and the line was so huge <laughs> that we just sort of backed away. <laughs> it was kind of a smart, smart move, yeah, it was great. Yeah, I, we really didn't do any line waiting or anything or any of the panels. We just pretty much soaked it all in, watched the other people in their costumes. There were some amazing costumes there, just what, awesome. What was your favorite mashup costume that you saw? Ah, oh, man, that's tough. Yeah, there were a lot of creative costumes that we saw. We saw what? We saw an Elsa, Slave Elsa. Uh, yeah, yep. I remember that one. That one. Those was two good. are great. Mm-hmm. The Captain um, America uh, Stormtrooper was cool. It, that one was good. Um, I think he was at C two E two. Yeah, I saw. I Chef, saw Chef Vader with the yes. with the Jar Jar head was amazing. Oh, Jar Jar's head. <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah, there were so many of them. Yeah, did you like the props that uh, was going on that they had there? Like oh. uh, that Roxy the Rancor, the full life. Oh uh, yeah, life, life yeah, oh, yeah. Rancor yeah. was yeah. Yeah. there. Yeah, Roxy and Speeder Bike. I love the punch. It's the best. See, I had to it in pictures, and I saw, I mean, some of the stuff I saw in the pictures was pretty cool. I mean, the at at the giant rancor, I mean, some really cool stuff. Was there an, was there an Iron Man stormtrooper there? Surprisingly, there wasn't. I didn't see any Iron Man. Man. 
I remember seeing one at C2E2 Friday. There's always... There was one at C2E2. The fun, yeah. It was there Saturday, but they, but they were not... When you I want, saw them there Friday. Since yeah. you're bringing up Marvel, there's always a Joker, and we, I do a lot of cons, and, that's, and that's, uh, that's, that's, that's typical. That's con, D, that's it's a Joker thing, but when you go to... <laughs> did I say Marvel? Yeah. When you, go, <laughs> when you go to Star Wars and you see a Joker mash up, I'm like, eh, go figure. So it, I was not surprised. Well, yeah, but Mark Hamill. That's true. He, he did the voiceover for Joker. Yeah, that's yeah. true. But uh, I don't think he was there for that. I just think he was just, yeah, just trying to be, just trying to stand out because that's what it is. I mean, that's what these mashups are about because everyone sees the stormtrooper or you know sees you know, something unique. This, yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you couldn't afford wow. the new stormtrooper armor, which costs like fifteen hundred bucks to, to get in raw form, and you got to you got to put you together still have yourself. To assemble it. Yeah. So if you didn't have anything cool like that, you're basically you know you're 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 you're, 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 you're the same there, you know, as everybody else. Yeah, but I mean, you, it really runs the range, doesn't it? Like the one picture you guys took of the little kid with the white garbage can dressed as R two. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how somebody starts off, you know, into that cosplaying and ends up doing, you know, becoming really good at it. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because there was that kid that we saw on the floor in the in the garbage can, and then when we went and sat at the the cosplay contest, there was another kid who had fashioned most of his suit, and it was incredible. Mm-hmm. And it was you definitely can see where people start and where they end up. Yeah, unfortunately, you guys didn't have yours with you. Your stuff didn't get lost in the mail, basically. Yeah, we were. I was going to go as a uh, Endor Rebel Trooper, and uh, which Samantha looks really good in C two E two, and uh, and Samantha looked adorable at C two E two. We, we, uh, we shipped it through FedEx, and uh, it didn't make it. And I gave oh. it a week to get over there, and it's basically sat in Illinois for like two or three days. And we came to find out that when I finally got my box back, they opened the box up, and they didn't tell me they closed it back. I found my gun. I had an E11 carbine, stormtrooper gun, and they had it taken apart. <laughs> now, I don't know, get why they just couldn't hit, you know, pull the trigger and see the red light bulb go off, you know, and, and hear the sounds that it's not a real, a real gun, but they, they took it apart at, at the holding facility, thinking it was a, a real weapon. Oh, wow. So I think that's the reason why I was held up in Illinois for two days, and then it finally made it to California Monday, you know, when the, when the con was over. So, yeah, I wasn't too happy about that. I would have thought, thought the spear would have been more of a problem. I know I was made out of clay. That's funny. Um, but how you're, you guys? You guys dressed up. Uh, you guys role play as um, Mandalorians. Um, how was uh, how was your costumes? How long did it take you to make it? And uh, which what were your inspirations with it? Because I think you have different colors, right? So is it different? Uh, yeah, we have, different we have slightly different colors. Mm-hmm. Um, we just uh, we started them in December, pretty much when or in January, pretty much. So we just worked really, really hard on them to get them done in time. Um, and we wanted to do something that was going to work good for the desert in Utah and California so we could stop and take photos on the way. Okay. Now, so, are these scratch built or did you like uh, go off of like a – what's the, the – the, Template. Not a template but like the Pattern. Hasbro like has a Boba Fett one with those electronic ones. Some people do that and they'll modify that. Really? Yeah. They're all, it was all scratch built. It was all scratch built. Wow. Wow. Can you kind of talk about that? If you remember when you were building in December? Just did you like – you know, go off of YouTube or ideas, or was there certain kind of forums uh, you followed? Um, on the internet, um, found several templates. Just sort of looked at what we wanted to take from which templates to come up with our own. Um, mostly PVC sheets, fiberglass, styrene. That's that's most of it. Um, we did buy flight suits for the underpart and then boots, but other than that, everything else is is all made. Oh wow. Yeah, the reason why I ask is some people kind of, I wouldn't say cheat a little bit, but they'll, for, um, instead of doing the, uh, you know, if they don't have a vacuum um, vacuum forming machine, what they'll do is they'll cut, like, pieces from, like, trash cans. Right. And, and they'll make their armor out of that. So you get, like, a, you know, trash that's can that's oval do. and stuff. They'll cut their pieces, which is already a little bit curved. Yeah. And they'll, they'll they'll reshape it and bend it. Obviously, they'll, they'll heat it up and do that. But they'll go that that route as opposed to just, you know, doing the armor from from scratch uh, plastic, right. really. So. Yeah, and your stuff, I mean, you guys looked really good. Yeah. I mean, the, so only, the only cosplay I did was last year at C2-2. I went, I went as Phineas from Phineas and Ferb. <laughs> <laughs> I had to use orange duct tape and a white shirt inside out to uh, do the shirt. That's the best. Uh, and you know what? We, we didn't take any pictures. Joanna made a Ferb nose. My wife made a Ferb nose with eyes, and we totally forgot to take any pictures of ourselves. She even dyed, like, the pants the right purple. No, I've never seen you dress up before. I've never seen these pictures. I've only seen you cosplay we, we once. We didn't have any. And you did your Lebowski thing. You... I, oh, that's right. No, I did, I did Walter from The Big Lebowski, and yes. I scarily looked too much like him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A little more slender, I think, at this point, but still, I can pull it off still. Yeah, that one was fun. That one was great because we were in Vegas for Halloween last year, and I was dressed as uh, Walter from The Big Lebowski. And I was walking through Bellagio because we stayed there. We were walking through the casino going to uh, see the Evil Dead musical. 
and awesome. there was a guy at a table that caught and caught like kind of looked at me a few hundred feet away, and he kept turning while he was playing blackjack and looking. Like I knew he knew it was some, he it was from somewhere, and he couldn't quite get it. I was about 150 feet past him, and I hear somebody yell. I hear Walter, and I turn, and it's him. <laughs> so it was it was worth it because there were like four or five people that like caught it, and it was worth it just for the reaction. And one, I was on a moving walkway going one way, and these college kids were coming by, and they're they're staring at me, and they're like, "Dude, that is one of the best. That's awesome." You know, was, that, that was like the pride. That was that was the second proudest moment, moment of my life. <laughs> so, no, my wife, my daughter was the first. Well, so, yeah, but now it's just all downhill. <laughs> I was going to say with your Ray Bans on, I'm surprised that when you were playing blackjack that the hotel security didn't come down to think you were counting cards or something. No, those things actually they they were like nine bucks. They weren't even Ray Bans. They're oh, like no. cheap aviator knockoff glasses. Okay. They were the most uncomfortable things I've ever worn in my life. I didn't think it was the most expensive part. And of they your were costume, like so. they were totally. I would have thought they might have been. <laughs> but I, I I like quality sunglasses. But these things were so. I mean, it was just tinted yellow. You could see right through them. I mean. But uh, it was it was cool. But that looked good. But what you guys put together in just a matter of months is really spectacular. Is there anything you guys do over there in Wisconsin, like any kind of like uh, shows that you do or uh, with your costumes at all? Or is, are you starting off just? Um, we're pretty much starting off with the costume thing. Okay. We were we just did the free comic book day yes. yesterday in Wausau. Okay. With a, another member of the Mercs. So. Okay, so you're getting in. You're getting into that uh, club then too, which is. Um, yes. Uh, we, we hope to be approved by the end of this week, actually. There's wow. a couple modifications we have to make to be official, but really? um, okay. we should be able to get that taken care of yeah, and then officially join. Yeah, your stuff is pretty spot on, so I don't think you need to really alter too much to, yeah, their, to their specifications. So, But, yeah, that's definitely a, uh, a good costuming club. I have a problem. I, I, well, I cosplay as Garrido. So I'm like, where do I go? I can't, uh, you know, Rebel Legion won't take me because I'm more of a hut faction. Uh, I didn't know until I actually went to Celebration 7 that I'm actually part of the um, Imperials. The, um, oh, my God, like the Fire and First. Why don't, so, you, why don't you start a bounty hunter one? Uh, that's too much work. We were just joking about that yesterday. You, you we should start a bounty hunter start in your own Star Wars Midwest con bounty Chicago. hunters. Why don't you start like the Midwest bounty hunters? Just start it with a Facebook page. Link it to us. I'm in. Yeah, we we do this. <laughs> so you, you can see the. Can we road trip in your car? <laughs> yes, sure. Yes, you can. <laughs> they did, well, yeah, we knew they did. But you can see the predicament I was in. I didn't know where to join because there's oh, no there was no hut faction. So I was like, where do I go? So, well, a hut faction would be great. Yeah. Well, just a, a crime lord one. Just all kinds that of just really start, cool. scum start and villainy. Yeah. <laughs> scum and villainy. There you go. It's like the perfect. <laughs> So when we were at Celebration 7, we uh, well, we did it. We did buy tickets, but we did end up going to the Fire Iron First uh, after party bash. And, oh, I was, nice. and I was talking to some people there, and we met a couple that was from Madison. Yeah. And um, before they were going to throw me out, because I did mention I was, you know, I do cosplay as a rebel, I mentioned that I did Greedo as well. And then they welcomed me with open arms, saying, that, "Oh, we do have like a few a few Greedos in our in our <laughs> group." So I was like, "Okay, now I know where I belong." So, but yeah, definitely uh, we need to do like a hut faction or uh, yeah or a bounty hunter only. Uh, I mean, we have some events group, coming so. up where you could promote it. Yes, we do. A couple this year. Yep. I like this. <laughs> Now, um, do you guys have, like, for us, our next event that Diane was kind of um, mentioning and hinting in a way, we, we like, uh, libraries do really do a lot of Star Wars days. Now, uh, this weekend we had one a few towns over, and then they have a huge one, Joliet, here yep. in Illinois, that um, everyone goes. And it's usually, like, a turnout about five about 5,000 people will come here. And we'll, have about, we'll have about 100 people that will be dressed up, you know, in costumes from, both, from both Rebel Legion and uh, the 500 First will all show up. And it's, what they do is they'll shut the, like, at least two city blocks down this main this big city and then they'll have a, a parade and then it usually ends up in a huge like Jedi versus Sith like lightsaber battle and it's just it's really cool. And uh, is there anything like that that goes on up there by you at all that you know of or that you partake in? Not we know of yet, but I have a feeling we're gonna start finding more and more of them as we go along here. Okay. Um I hope there's more. <laughs> <laughs> it should be. Right. Yeah, we're trying to get some more I mean there's uh, there's suburban stuff around here a lot of suburban places do it and it's fine and we're trying to be part of that and help build the community more right but uh last year we weren't part of a pub crawl that they're repeating this year and jimmy wants to start our own pub crawl right to go along with that pub crawl <laughs> it was because you can never have too many pub crawls right we talked about it a few episodes <laughs> back but uh, real quick it's just it was just something that was just arranged last minute and we all 
we all came in, and a lot of people did mashups, and some people yeah, were, you know, yeah. basic costumes. It's something that they probably just whipped up over it, the weekend. It was interesting. It was started as a birthday celebration for one of the guys, and yeah. then they opened it to the public. Right. So And it just it grew from cool. there, and we actually had about, like, 50 people that kind of just walked around. Yeah. and Star Wars karaoke. Yeah, yeah nothing, like, nothing like seeing Darth Maul <laughs> sing Wanted Dead or Alive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what did the Emperor say? I don't remember. It was something. It was something that kind of out of character. But the only one that was out of character was some dude showed up in like a parka jacket and a Jar Jar mask, and like, I felt bad for the guy because I was like, no <laughs> one likes you. But I mean, I gave him you know credit for at least showing up looking like that. So he was the butt of everyone's jokes all night. He knew it. I've talked to him since then. He's all right. He's cool. He's an all right guy. Then he does he own like a comic book shop or works at one? He, uh, I'm not sure, but I know he travels all over the country and world. Actually, he's got pictures from everywhere. Love it. Yeah. Not as Jar Jar. I was going to say, in the not, costume? Not in the mask. <laughs> That's majorly disappointing. But he, he kept in character for a lot of that. Remember? He was doing the voice a lot yeah, of it. He like he, there was some dedication. But then he kind of, after he took his mask off because it got hot, and he looked at me, he's just like, what are you? And I'm just like, oh, man, you're killing me, dude. Because I dressed up as an Endor, Endor trooper. I'm like, really? Return of Jedi? I didn't know that. I go, Endor, and he's looking at me funny. I'm like, Forest, speeder bikes? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, to be fair, it was the only movie that they were in. Right. Yeah, that's true. But it was kind of funny because last weekend we had our C2E2, which is you know Chicago's big Comic-Con. Um, well, one of them. Yeah. Comparable to, like, New York. And I wouldn't yeah. say San Diego. That's a whole different ballgame there. But uh, we, yeah. dressed, we dressed up. Uh, Samantha was an Ewok, and I was an Endor Trooper. And it was just like, Ewok, you're, you look great. You're, you're, you're adorable. And then it's me it's like uh who are you i did not know i did not know they were called endor trooper you uh, i mean but that's why you're on this podcast that's why when i met you i'm like jimmy's the guy i want to do this with and if brian was here it obviously you two your levels of knowledge i mean brian surpasses me and then you and brian are like neck and neck but surpass each other in different things right right like there's things brian knows that i'm just like how do you know but then you know like the name of the, the yeah. actors that played the Endor Troopers, oh, yeah. you know, I mean, yeah. it's like I know the stunt doubles, the yeah. the, the body extras, yeah, I know all yeah. that stuff. He's I mean, more of the I know the comics and I know the action figures and yeah, don't black black series, yeah. And like I, I I'm still at the starting line. Um, <laughs> I'm right there with you. <laughs> like I used to think I knew a lot about Star Wars, but wow. <laughs> I, a question that I just just came to mind: How was how did the Star Wars come come to you guys? Like, how did you did you grow up on it, or how did how did you start this madness of? Uh, doing all this oh, i i grew up on it i remember i vaguely remember my dad taking me into theater for the second run of the first movie yes nice. and being taken out screaming and crying at the loud explosions <laughs> at the very beginning um <laughs> and that was my first remember memory of star wars but ever since then you know just playing with the action figures in the sandbox and mm-hmm. my dad let me dig a big pit in the backyard i could play with my rancor monster in and nice. all kinds of things like that so now, yeah did you take this like through high school or did you kind of like buried in the closet like I did and then brought it back out and like in your mid No, nope, it's always been there. It's always been there? Okay, let's go. Cool. See, I never buried it either. I just, I just, I just suffered through being called a dork or whatever. The I didn't problem care. is I grew up in Chicago. I would have got beat up. So I had to kind of like hide my nerdum, you know? So yeah, you, you, I, I didn't get to bring it back out until like later in life. So. <laughs> um, how about you, Rebecca? How was, what was your experience? So how did you get started in all this? Or did he, or did your husband uh, show you the way? Um, no, we were independently geeky before we married each other. Very cool. Nice. Very good. About the same. I didn't see the movies in theater the original times, but I had a lot of the toys, and um, okay. we watched the movies that we had recorded on VHS way back in the day. And For those of you that are under the age of 20, VHS <laughs> is kind of like – VHS uses magnetic tape and two wheels to play movies and record images. They, they have ADD. They, you already lost them. <laughs> They're like, like magnetic what? tape. You're like, what? You VHS. We had beta, so – Ooh. <laughs> I, I had beta too. That that's going way back. I prefer I prefer choice. beta over they made the wrong one. beta was higher quality, but the tapes didn't run as long. That's right. I had <laughs> well, I, when I got to high school, I uh, right out of high school, I inherited the laserdisc player. Yes, and, and I, you still I, have I, it. I still no, I have a different one. I do not have Star Wars on laserdisc though. It's really hard to find the ones that Jimmy has hanging up here in frames. I know. I'm going to have to watch him when he leaves my house. He's going to take one off the wall. No. <laughs> Not while you're here. First off, you're driving me home. <laughs> that's, that's, that is true. <laughs> It'd be kind of obvious. But he's always asking. He's like, we need to watch uh, Star Wars. Uh, I'll put your laser discs. We just kept running out of time. We got to do that, though. We, gotta, we, have, we have to have a Star Wars get together. Oh, definitely. We usually do, but we end up doing podcasts. So, but um, We had Mystery Science theater, theater. We could put the camera behind us, watch them, and record what happens. <laughs> we could. Uh, favorite uh, movie of the trilogy, guys? 
probably a dumb I gotta question. say Empire for me. Yeah, <laughs> probably say, Empire. I was gonna say probably a dumb question. Yeah. Now, when you guys originally saw him, was it still Empire? Um, you know, honestly, I don't remember. I know I saw it in the theater when it released. I just don't. I don't remember off the top of my head what it was called at the time. No, but I mean, like, was it your favorite? The whole time, like with me, yeah. I saw Jedi in the theater. That's the one I remember seeing oh, in the theater. Yeah, I yeah, remember yeah. Seeing it was it. my favorite from the very okay. beginning. The the opening crawl with the, you know, as soon as the the snow scene and the soldiers running around in the snow in the trenches. Yeah, that was that was pretty much it for me. So. Yeah, when I was a kid, I watched. I remember watching the third one in the theater. I remember watching all three of them. I remember because I was a kid. I think it was more so that I didn't like the bad guys winning. So Empire, when I was a kid, I didn't like it. But as I got older. Right. Probably when I was about thirteen or fourteen and watching them, I was like, "Wow, this one's really a better movie than, you know." And I gave it credit for. And that was before you even found out that Lucas didn't even direct it. So yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> then, then you kind of reassured yourself. This is the reason why I like Empire. Yeah. Than but no, it, it, I think you know it's easier to appreciate that. And I, I think part of that was watching Clerks too, when they were talking about about it. Oh, of course. And they say how well it's like real life. It's you know ends on a downbeat, and I'm like, and it, it, it did. It ended on a downbeat, but it was also setting up the rebels coming back as the underdog again and you know right so yeah i agree empire empire is my favorite one mm-hmm. yeah when i was like seven not I think. enough x-wing action though i think i was that's like a, no there's not that's a problem for me <laughs> right that's, hopefully that's, in the new movie looks yeah, like the last well, yeah, yeah. They sh- at least they show that so all i know is that tra- all the trailers had to do was have x-wings and a, fl- a falcon in it and i'd be ha- i was happy here so huh? yeah so was, <laughs> like yeah this is it no complaints <laughs> um how about you rebecca what's, what's your favorite movie you said already Empire, right? So, yeah, I do like Empire, but I think as you were talking about it, I think I did originally like the third one best. That's the one that we had first, and my brother and I used to watch it over and over and over again before we'd even seen A New Hope. Yeah, that's how I was too. It was I think the third one was my favorite one at the time. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing it in the theater and my sister getting sick from popcorn from eating too much. <laughs> so my dad missed most of the movie because he had to take her to the washroom to throw up. So, she had to be little too, because that was what eighty three, eighty three for Return of Jedi. Yeah. So eighty three, I was six. She was like four. Mm-hmm. No, she was maybe three or four. Yeah. So I remember she had a. <laughs> he kept running out with her. Right. Well, of course, of course, Empire is always my favorite, but I don't remember it. I remember going as a kid, but I don't remember that. But I do remember like I had to be like seven when I went to go see Return of the Jedi. And I was just fascinated by the creatures in Jabba's dungeon, and just uh, mm-hmm. you got that. Yeah. You had the indoor scene, the speeder bikes, like that was just the coolest thing ever. Uh, you know how, how that was like filmed was just fascinating to me. And then obviously the the the, the end of it was pretty cool too. So I was kind of was for a while. It was always Empire and Return of Jedi were like were like neck to neck. And then obviously when you get older, you you appreciate the the darker side of uh, yeah. Empire. And uh, as you get jaded then, by life, and then the bounty hunters obviously is is what sealed the deal with that movie. So. Yeah, but. I will say, uh, it's as good as Empire is, as much as I do like it, when all the games first started coming out, mm-hmm. all I wanted to do was run the trench with an X-Wing. Right. Or a Y-Wing. Right. One of the two. Just to show it could be done with something other than an X-Wing and the Force. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, por- I did. and Porkins, right? I, yeah, and Porkins. I still want to know if that was a joke of some sort. Because you have a heavyset guy named Porkins, who's wedged <laughs> into the cockpit. Of course it is. I mean, this had to be some inside joke. Or, like, the skinny guy that was supposed to be Porkins, because you know how they, like, you call tall people shorty. Yeah. The skinny guy that was supposed to be Porkins was sick, and they just took, like, a stage hand or something. Just, there, there has to be some good story behind this. And so far, no one that we've interviewed even has been able to... Well, that actor passed away, so he wouldn't be able to... Uh... Well, yeah. Oh, but even other people we have talked to have been on the... That were on set. Yeah. No, no one has any any idea. I think but I'm going to ask Angus that question. He was um, goal leader. Maybe he might know. So we'll get him on there, and we'll see. Maybe we could we could put this to rest. Yeah, because <laughs> there's I, can't, I cannot imagine them like just doing that. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, so, what are we gonna name? What are we gonna name the overweight pilot? Yeah, Porkins. <laughs> <laughs> well, good, good thing they didn't have like Funyuns in front of him, right? It's like, oh, we're gonna name him Funyuns. Was <laughs> that family on the Family oh, Guy? One, on the Family Guy one, he's like, he's like out of the, he's out of the spaceship, uh-huh. hanging out. <laughs> uh, so, uh, see, so have to say the order is because what I usually do is uh, when I see the order, I always see Empire. Let's see, four, five, and six. I'm sorry, five, six. And then I go with the prequels. Wait, one, what do you mean order? Two, and three. The order is how you watch the movies. Like, if you want to watch, sit there and watch all the trilogy. You start off at Empire, then you go Return of Jedi, 
and then you go back to the prequels, and then you end it with A New Hope. See, I've heard this before, and I'm still going to watch them the way I watch them. Prequels first? <laughs> no. Jar Jar first? Really? No. I'm going to watch three, four, and five. Or, yeah, no, four, five, and six, and then not remember the other ones came out. <laughs> I was going to say my favorite movie is Attack of the Clones. No. But I will, I will say, I, I hate, I, you know, the prequels get bashed pretty bad, and even I do it a lot. My main issue is that it didn't feel and look like a Star Wars movie. It didn't feel gritty enough. It looked too, cl- right. it looked too clean. The CGI was too clean. Mm-hmm. To me, CGI in movies was still kind of in its, not infancy per se, but not what it is now. I mean, yeah. realistically, and I'm sure Hollywood would argue this, but realistically, CGI in Hollywood has always been a step or two behind video games. And I could play a video game with CGI that looks amazing, mm-hmm. and at that same moment in time, they're making a movie that looks half as good. And at that point, it just looked too clean and too neat, and they're, you know... But Attack of the Clones and um, Revenge of... No, Revenge of the Sith. Uh, Revenge, Revenge of the Sith, Sith yeah. Right. Were not horrible movies. They were okay. They were... They're they're fine. They're not... They're not eights or tens but they're like they're solid fives do you which think, is average do you think they because they were obviously obviously CGI as well but do you think they got the backlash from from Phantom Menace as far as it being too clean yeah because you, you can compare the scenes from Tatooine yeah. and um, you know Phantom Menace is, it looked like a, it looked like it looked like a cleaning crew came, it looked like a cleaning crew came through Tatooine and Tatooine right. and cleaned it up right it just didn't look right to me mm-hmm. uh, so I think that's part of the backlash I also do uh, now after all of them came out you know, you hear Lucas say, well, I wrote all six originally, and I started with four, and people didn't believe it. Well, I do, because if you look at the writing progression from the first one through Jedi, it did get better. The writing in Phantom Menace was not that great. When you got to the next one, it was better, and then mm-hmm. the third one was better. So it would make sense that he actually did write them in that order, because you could see the progression of it, kind of. Right. So maybe that was part of it, too. I and mean, really, and how how is a, a movie about a trade dispute not you know exciting? <laughs> <laughs> Let alone three movies about it. <laughs> it's always from a certain point of view, isn't it? Yeah. So I mean, that's what I looked at. And in there's some CGI stuff he did that in the well, when he re-released the originals. I know a lot of people hate all of it, but I think when they're flying through Moss um, Eisley, I think what he added there was fine. I think you know, making it look like more of a, more alive, but still dirty, and more like what you'd expect. And had a creature. Yeah, I, I think that was fine. Mm-hmm. I do think the Han Solo Greedo thing was ridiculous and looked horribly fake. You're not the only one. I mean, that was just no. <laughs> I'm, a, I, I'm Han Solo is my guy. Han shot first. Period. Done. That's right. Exactly. And I don't fault him for it one bit. Well, it's just, it was just <laughs> Greedo shouldn't have hesitated. <laughs> there was a. Uh... Was it a shirt? Or I wanted a shirt, but it was actually it was a print. It was, a print. It was an artist making emo prints. They called them right, and they were like sad. They were like sad characters, and I took pictures of them. They're on my Facebook. But the one had Greedo, and he had head down like he was depressed. He was making a sad face, and then uh, captions that said it wasn't even loaded. <laughs> well, uh, and then they had one of Chewbacca. And he said, "Where's my medal?" It's just hilarious shit like that. I, re- I remember reading. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wait, what was that? I saw those. Those were great. Oh, yeah. okay, nice. Okay. Yeah, that was, it was funny, very funny. I remember reading a story in one of the um, Star Wars Tales books they did in the Expanded Universe. They had bounty hunters and Mos Eisley Cantina or whatever. And one of them was Greedo's story. And in the story, it was his first mission was to get Han Solo. Hmm. <laughs> and this is what happened. Failed, failed mission one. So, but I don't, but again, in the Expanded Universe, everything got out of hand because he was alive in other ones. Yeah. So. Now, it, <laughs> it might have been his cousin, though, because there was, there was a Greedo and there was Greedo the Elder, which they were saying was his father. Which also they were going to go there. Because See, this is why I have no the Rodian Rodian race. They went way back to like episode one. We got Wald, which was uh, the Wicked. Uh, what other guy played Wicked? Played that character Wald in episode one. They were saying that guy was related to Greedo somehow in, 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 the, in the family yeah, tree. Yeah, yeah just, you know, and this is why I don't mind that Disney cut the EU off and said we're starting over. Right. They can go more with it, so. Well, I think they can keep track of it better. Right. What do you guys think about the Disney acquisition and all that? I mean. I think it's great, actually. I, I think, like you said, they can start over. There can be some consistency with it. And I think a lot of people are more worried about Disney having too much control. I personally think Disney probably is just throwing the money at it and collecting the money when it's done and making sure these things get made. They put so much money into it now, they're not going to want these to fail. Sure. And the fans are what's going to dictate that, so. Did I you, think it's going to be good. Did you read Disney like projected they basically made like three billion off that uh, off yeah. releasing that trailer? 
Yeah. That, I'm sorry, their stock Insane. their stock went up. The stock just shot to the roof that yes. day. Mm-hmm. Now, did you guys see the uh, the trailer at uh, Celebration? Were you able to get in that huge arena that filled oh, up pretty quickly? We, were, we weren't in the arena, but we were on the floor okay. um, in front of the big screen that they had going oh, there. They had sim- simulcast going on in other rooms. Yeah, they had a simulcast yeah. going. Okay. So we got to see it with everybody else. It was amazing. Everybody just started cheering, and it was great. Yeah, yeah it was awesome. How everyone people... was cheering, and there was one guy who just yelled, Star Wars is back, and then everyone just went crazy. Yeah. Nice. I was going to ask how many people around you were crying. I, I was crying. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Every time I watch either of those two teasers, I tear up a little bit. Yeah, because, yeah you goosebumps and tear yeah. up. You just can't help it. I was such a huge fan of LucasArts throughout the years, and by the early 2000s, they had decimated everything. Their adventure games, the Star Wars franchise. They hadn't made their, a good Star Wars game on their own. They farmed it all oh, out. Yeah. So Disney taking it over, and it was exactly what was needed. Get, yeah. some, get some new blood in there. They have a and, lot of resources. And the resources are there. And, and they're keeping the name. I mean, it says Lucasfilm on it. I mean, yeah. you know. You would think that they would have definitely got deal with it by now if, if they were going to. But and, they're, they're still yeah. holding. Yeah. And to so, be honest, when I first saw the Star Trek reboot, I, I, I'm an odd fan because I do watch both, both, uh, both things, but for different reasons. I love Star Wars because Star Wars has a much richer universe and it's all, you know, there's so much more going on. It's and more it's alive. It's more alive. And, it's and it, well, it's more action and it is a little cooler. <laughs> Don't be so judgmental. Star, Star Trek was always a little more scientific because everything was based on, like, actual science in the next generation. But it was too clean and too not, like, too idealistic, you know? Right. But watching the reboot and seeing how so many people that would not have liked Star Trek enjoyed it, I, I, I remember watching going, I enjoy this. I go... J.J. Abrams should make a Star Wars movie because Star Wars has always been more action orientated. Mm. So then when they announced Abrams, I'm like, yep, that's the guy. I don't have a, I did not have a problem with that decision at all. I think, I think it's all going the right direction. Did you hear about the, um, the standalone film, uh, Rogue One? Yeah. Did you hear about the director in that one getting the boot? Did he already? Yeah. He just announced him. I'm not sure he was at Celebration in the beginning when they re- released the trailer, but at the end, when they do the, the final wrap-up at Celebration, they had everyone all there, obviously, you know, it was a big, huge pep rally kind of thing, and he wasn't there. And this is the same director that directed uh, the Fantastic Four, and yeah. things have been, uh, I'm not sure it's confirmed yet, but it's been going all over, all over the internet right now that he had so many problems directing that film. He was such a, I don't know if he was a basket case or just just hard to work with, that he ended up uh, basically got fired from uh, directing uh, the new well, uh, standalone movie. I'm sure they out. wanted helmed by somebody that's going to, you know, mm-hmm. not have issues. I mean, it's not like they're giving it to Uwe Boll and saying, here's $5,000, make a movie. <laughs> make an indie flick out of it, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. But I did not know that the director got canned already. Yeah. But, you know, that's, they're not, they're, like you said, or they're not gonna they don't want failure no they, it, it is not an option it's high expectations and i'm surprised disney is actually listening to everybody and, and they're taking it very seriously not well we, we got the name and we know we're going to get the ticket sales we know we're going to get the merch sold we're just going to put out a piece of crap and deal with it you know we're disney we, you know we're, we're high and mighty but they're by telling by being a celebration they really they did their homework before they paid the three point or three billion to Lucas to buy this thing, and mm-hmm. they know they're going to make their money back. And there was a lot of Disney staff at at Celebration. Even yeah. I saw a lot of them with their tags, you know, with the, you know where they're from. That's that's very classic Disney. But they had a lot of Disney name tags. A lot of people were walking around there, just taking in the experience too. Right, walking around with note notepads. I noticed a lot of Disney exactly. employees walking around with notepads, just taking notes of everything they were seeing. I yeah. think. When the movie comes out, obviously, and we know you're going to be there. You're going to be uh, you going you dress up as uh, Mandos. You go in costume or costumeless? I'm not sure. We might we might contact the movie theater and see if uh, they want our car and maybe get some Mandos there or something yeah. like that for that, opening night. That's there a great idea. We had a, yeah. um, a movie theater by us, and they do they have some celebrities. And not, what I mean by celebrities, like you know, people this that haven't been on screen in like 30 years. So it's pretty cool that they'll still show up and stuff. Mark Hamill. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that would be insane. <laughs> Looks like I'm cutting but, that out. Yeah, like people like Linda Blair. I mean, they, their biggest person they probably had there was probably Robert England. That he came and he basically uh, there was a Nightmare on Elm Street, obviously for Halloween. So mm-hmm. he was he was there to present his movie. I think they had Corey Feldman there too. But it's people like that, you know. But uh, that's where we saw Dan Aykroyd, right? And we saw Dan Aykroyd there. Yes. Right. So they do have some cool uh, celebrity guests there. But what I'm getting at is that they recently for Fast Fast Seven that came out, they had Paul Walker's car right there in the, in the theater, 
and of course they had it roped off, so no, you know, we had fingerprints from the kids and stuff all over it. But it was kind of cool they did that. So if you were able to arrange with that with your local theater, that would that would definitely be mm-hmm. awesome for sure. And we'd like to, we'd love to see pictures of that too. Yeah, it'd be fun for sure. Is there anything that you saw photos of that you wanted to ask us about? Because I know you like look through the album. Um, you, you, Johnny. Oh, because <laughs> I'm like, uh, no, I mean. Because we were all, we, the four of us yeah, were there. We saw all this I mean, the stuff, photos but... kind of say it all. I mean, there were some really cool cars. I, I'm a Trans Am fan, and there was a Firebird there that looked pretty awesome. I've seen photos of that one before. Uh, I mean, it's just, even not being there, looking at all the photos, it takes time for everything to sink in. You yeah. Know? And there's so much cool stuff that I wish I had been there for. And I wasn't. It was definitely a lot to take in. And even so though it was a the huge convention, <laughs> there was still so much somewhere. You feel like you might might have missed a section. Like, they had a huge eight at, at Walker. Um, did you guys see that in the way in the back? Oh, the at-at the looked awesome. Okay. Did you guys yeah. see that, the at Walker? Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Some, I, the reason why I said that, because it was kind of hidden. It wasn't really on the main floor. It was kind of the back. It was back by the, the artists. What the artist alley was and everything. And the yeah, by the autographs. So if yeah, if you, if you weren't standing in that big queue line for for those panels in the arena, you didn't, you probably would have never seen it. Right. Wow. So there was so much stuff, and then obviously they had, on each floor they had different exhibits as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, obviously you guys didn't see the Force Awakens uh, exhibit because it was like a four hour minimum wait just to get in this thing. And then wow. they finally, like the last day, they decided to shorten the time. We luckily got in. We yeah. shortened the time. They capped the line because yeah. they they knew they couldn't get all the people through in the time that they still had allotted to be open mm-hmm. at the convention center. So they said, Five "This minutes. is the line ends. No one else is getting in." And while we were in, no one else is getting in line. And while we were in line, they were pushing people. You know, you have five minutes. You need to go in. You need to look around. You need to get out because you could see once we got in there that there were people just walking endlessly, just in awe of all these things that they were seeing. What did you see in there? It's yeah. The pictures on here. The pictures are the on pictures, there. The pictures are here. You guys collectively, let alone on our page, have put more than three hundred pictures. <laughs> so <laughs> I took we, pictures of everything. I mean, I took from yeah. from Which is from awesome. the costumes I mean, as a whole to the the plaques that were inside some of the the uh, cases with the costumes to some of the details, um, shoes like buckles and all kinds of things that were so while, that were a part of while the costumes. she was taking pictures of this exhibit. And, and these rooms are probably no bigger than maybe. I don't know, say 100 by 100 feet, but it, was, it wasn't that big. It's so, enough size, but yeah. yeah. So they probably had about maybe 10 props from the new movie. And um, while she's taking pictures, I'm doing audio, and I'm like reading the descriptions. Not thinking that this is going to basically be on the Internet an hour later anyway. So everything that I said audio, you can see pictures. It was all posted on there anyway. But so they had artist cool. renderings, and they had actual models of some things, and it was really cool. <laughs> you know, did, did everyone that's on here, including you, uh, including Joshua and uh, Rebecca, did you guys all see this George Lucas lookalike guy? <sighs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have a funny story with him. He was, um, I guess he's 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 well known in the California area. He's, he's part of George Rebel Lucas. Legion. Yeah. Well, not George Lucas. This guy. <laughs> this guy is ironically this, his this name George is also in particular. George. Yeah. <laughs> so this guy, he was just wandering around with his wife, and um, he was over there by the. Um, by the Roxy Duran Corps, and he was over by the uh, the Belgian props that did the uh, cantina scene mm-hmm. over there. Which was, was awesome. He was wandering, walking around, minding his own business, and I walked up to him, and I'm like, George, can I get a picture with you? And then all of a sudden, people are looking around, and they're like, hmm. And he's like, yeah, sure. And then he goes, and he goes, he goes, my name is George, by the way. I go, oh, I believe you. I go, but I know you're not George Lucas. He goes, well, how do you know that? I go, because you're, uh, you're wearing a celebration badge. You wouldn't be wearing one of those if you were really George. I go, but you... You pulled it off really well. Yeah. I mean, all of this conversation, though, was was, was kind of quiet because as we walked away, more and more people kept looking at us and giving us the, who is that really him eye? And they were like, <laughs> Jimmy made this little like crowd around him after. Like, we, we booted out, and he was the poor guy was like engulfed with other people <laughs> thinking that he was, was George. There were, so many, there were so many pictures of him on Facebook that afternoon and people that we knew from the area, like, oh, my God, I just saw George Lucas. He's like, nope, oh. nope, nope, you didn't, but that's cool. Yeah, I, I Post, I posted on Facebook too, and I I, I just do my, my friends that didn't know didn't know better. I, I figured he I fooled let them, them. He let them believe it for a little while. But even some of my Star Wars friends, they're kind of like I looked at the wow. picture, and I mean, he, they were, yeah. he was very convincing. Let's just say that the the thing I missed the most that I would have loved to have seen going there would have been meeting the people that we've had on the show, like yeah. seeing uh, everyone from 
from uh, Indi- Indiana. Was, I mean, I don't even remember all the names. John of Morton John and Daniel, Morton Logan, and Daniel the Logan, the ones we saw in particular I mean, at the uh, the 501st after party. Uh, we were able to go up and just just talk to them. And John Morton was was really fun when we interviewed him there. He was a lot. He first off, he really wouldn't talk to us unless Samantha was with us. <laughs> right. But I think he I think I think he would have. But he it, it, he was a fun guy. And John John, if you don't know, John Morton played um, Dak Raltor, which was Luke's co-pilot in uh, Empire. Yeah. And he was also a stand-in for Boba Fett and the uh, Best Bean uh, scene. And actually says a line that everyone thought was Jeremy Bullock. Mm-hmm. Uh, or um, or it would have been great to have met Corey D. Williams, I mean, and, and Stephen Constantino. Yeah, they, they were know, nice guys. They were good. You know, talk, after talking to a lot of the people and meeting them for a few minutes, you know, at the other con, it's like, oh, it would have been so cool to to have met them, but it was like a very cool, like and nerdy high school other, reunion. And, and Everyone knew each people. other, kind of thing. Because yeah. you know, it's social media. You know, you have these forums, you have these groups, of people you know, and then you, that's your meeting place. And you meet these people, and you're just like, hey, you know, you can finally put the face behind the person that you've been uh, chatting, and you know. And it would have been cool to have yeah. connected with and make people meet people like you know, like Joshua and Rebecca, obviously. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, to meet other fans that are especially are in our area that we don't know that. You that know. was the coolest part about that after party was walking up to the table and there was a couple there and we just we just walked up to the table not knowing that they were literally from an hour and a half away from us. Yeah. And there we all were on the other side of the country from where we live. Yeah. So that's that's the stuff I missed. Mm-hmm. You know, I wish but I don't really think I have any other questions. I mean the the car looks awesome, guys. I mean that's are you guys going to uh, ship the car over to uh, London for the next uh, celebration? <laughs> celebration? Eight? No, I think we're going to mix. We're going to miss the next one, but hopefully they'll have another one in Orlando. I You're, think is what it sounds like it might be. So. Yeah, or Anaheim. Or Anaheim sure. again. Right. We, we we figured as much. It's either going to be it's either going to be Orlando or Anaheim. Everyone kept like, including myself, wanting to push it to the Midwest because Celebration Three they had Indianapolis. But, it'd be uh, nice. It'd be nice, yeah. but it to Disney they make they made so much money it being over in Anaheim. <laughs> Because of the fact that Disneyland's right next door, they made so much money. Their yeah. hotels were all sold out. There's no way they're not going to be in those two locations. It's just, there's just yeah. a ping pong. Back it and makes forth. perfect sense. It's what they're going to do. So. so is that where Celebration Eight's supposed to be? Is in Celebration Eight is going to be in London. Now, see when's that going to be? Next year. Hmm. Joanna has relatives in London or in England. Let's go. We've been wanting to take Isabella. So, so we're going to crash four, in the flat half. there. No, because they don't live in London. They live 45 minutes away, and train fare was costing me more than staying in London. Oh, man. They were really awesome people. It was cool to like see the country. more Not the countryside, but the further suburbs. But, yeah, London's a, London's a cool place if you like to drink. So you guys you guys are doing it all wrong. You need to do like a donation, like uh, you know, Celebration 8 or Bust, like attach the back of your car. When you're go doing fund these... me. Get a GoFundMe. Right. <laughs> a Kickstarter, you, if you when will. When you're doing all these appearances Take and stuff. Take the fat car. <laughs> yeah, you got, you got to fund it. Not a bad it. idea. <laughs> Awesome guys, but uh, yeah, but uh, thanks for joining us on the show. It was definitely it was great yeah, to talk to the people that you know yeah. that uh, have this car and it's a daily driven car. And any any listeners that are up in Wisconsin, you see this car and you, you know who it was, and it's that's very awesome. And uh, yeah, hopefully we will meet you guys at a con or something because yeah, for sure. you know we. We, we should we come down to Joliet, or come down to Joliet for Star Wars Day. It's definitely mm-hmm. it would definitely be worth the trip for sure. Because it's 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 an amazing cool. experience. Yeah, when is it? It's in June sixth. June sixth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was off by a couple. of I months. kept saying July before, but now I know. It is now June. I know the time. It's June it's June sixth. It's a Saturday, so and we're going to be uh, having our podcast live from there. So if you guys definitely yes, uh, come on down, we'll definitely we'll love to meet you guys. Um, awesome. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was uh, Joshua and Becky Knuth, and uh, they were the owners of the. Uh, Slave One wrap uh, vehicle that they drive every day, and yeah. it's pretty sweet. Uh, check out our pictures on our uh, website. You'll know what we were talking about, and uh, we'll wrap up this uh, segment of the podcast. Yeah, uh, so thanks th- a lot, th- guys, for coming. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Thank you. This was uh, our thanks. episode 11. Hopefully there'll be an episode 11 of Star Wars one day. And, uh, <laughs> and more importantly, may the 4th be with you, right?